Good evening, listeners, or rather, good odding. For our agents on the other side of the slanted hallway always bring us an odd or curious tale. I wonder how often things go wrong on the other side of that hallway. How many young reporters have drifted down the slanted hallway only to never return? What fears yet unknown still lurk deep within its endless slants for us to discover? Perhaps tonight you'll discover a new fear. It could be anything, but usually it's not. Normally it's something most people are scared of, like the dark. Or darkness. Or an abyss you can't see all the way down. At night. Oh, Mr. Narrator, would you mind if I took over for a second? Not at all. It'll give me some time to think of a few more scary things. Like the absence of light. Well, that sure is scary. Like a haunted house. Say, is your home starting to look like one? Old sun-damaged or peeling paint can make any home go from a five-star getaway to a dump real quick. That's right. The easiest way to improve the look or value is with a fresh coat of paint. Whenever I'm doing my painting, I go to the most trusted, the safest, and the most reliable paint available on the market today. Moynihan Lead Paint. It comes in every color under the sun, from basic lead white to wonderful deep gray. Perhaps your dining area is looking a little bland. Let Moynihan's designer paint spice up your interiors, just as our all-weather brands protect your out-of-doors. We recommend beige, or for the adventurous, we can order some blue. You can tell by its sweet aroma, it's Moynihan quality. Moynihan lead paint. Be a leader. That's the sound a door makes on a haunted house. There's something scary. But not nearly as spine-tinglingly frightful as tonight's edition of The Slanted Hallway. Life, love, death, betrayal. At least one of these words will appear in tonight's story. But I can't give it all away. What I can say is that the lives of a lovely young couple, George and Marjorie Mountbatten, would soon be changed as they realize their honeymoon is over and they've moved into the quiet suburbs adjacent to the slanted hallway. Life? Love? Death? Betrayal? Uh, that's all the words I can think of off the top of my head. Why do you ask? Hello? Hello? Who is that on the phone, George? No idea, Marjorie. I I was hoping it was a call about the management position I applied for, but it must have been the wrong number. Well, they're sure to call up soon. Anyway, you've got a good job as it is. It's a fine job. What I'm after is a fine paycheck. George, we have enough as it is. Look around you. We have a home, a lovely grandfather clock. What else could a person ask for? Darling, you deserve a grandfather clock in every room of the house. Maybe even an ottoman or two. Oh, George, you know I don't need anything like that. If all I had was you, that'd be enough. Sure it would be, but I've got a real chance to give you everything you've ever wanted. We could really improve our lives if that offer came through. Do they really need all that much improving? Well, sure. We've been sleeping on a busted bed frame for weeks, not to mention the car's acting up again. Oh, you in that car. If it's not one thing, it's something else. Every week you've got a new complaint. The steering's going, or the tie rod's loose. All the tires burst. Honestly, it's endless. All that's true, Marge. And don't forget the brakes keep giving out. I've had to chase it down the hill three times this week. Yes, yes, I know. I've heard it all before. I'm sorry, but this time you're the one who brought it up. As much as I hate to hear you talk about it, I suppose it's good that I did. Why's that? 
Well, George, I've gotten you a little gift. A new car, I'll bet. No, something smaller. Oh, brake pads. Uh, no, let me just tell... Listen, Marge, if it's not a new door, it may as well be an eviction notice for the raccoons that have been slumming in my back seat. Anyhow, I've been using these trash bags for weeks and it's getting cold out. No, it's not. What happened to the door? Ah, it's a long story. What did you get me? Well, look! Oh, look at that. It's a little piggy bank. And look, he's got little driving goggles on. It's wonderful, Marge. Every day we can put some spare change in here and save up for a new car. And that way, whether you get the job or not, we'll be able to afford one. I don't know, Marge. A thousand bucks is a lot to save in nickels. Oh, I know, but it'll help us along the way to it. And like Grandpa always said, don't trust banks. He was a wise man. Anyway, it'll be a good reminder to save. Sure it will be. Let's put it over here, right next to the door. That way it's the first thing we see, coming or going. Perfect, George. Well, how about it? I'll put in the first one right now. Well, things seem to be working out for the Mountbatten's. A nice new job on the way, a lovely home, and a plan for a new car. Seems like a bright future is right around the corner. But never forget, when you're in the slanted hallway, the future may be a little farther than you thought. Shadows lurk around every corner, mind you. Darkness has a way of creeping in. Like when the days get shorter, and you have to set your clock back. But oh, what's this? That's right. Clocks don't work in the slanted hallway. It's always the witching hour. So like, two or three in the morning? I was never clear on that. One thing is certain, though, it's at night. Like I said, the dark is scary. It doesn't make for a good story, though, so you won't be hearing too many about it. You can always make them scarier by imagining it's night the whole time. But then I guess a lot of stores wouldn't be open. No matter. Uh, let's check back in with our uh, favorite little piggies. Say, Marjorie, have you been taking quarters out of the piggy bank? It's supposed to be our savings. No, why would I do that? I know exactly where our spendings are. Well, I've been putting them in all week, and I put two or three in last night, but listen. I don't hear anything. That's what I'm saying. It's empty. What do you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? It's empty. There's nothing in there. Listen, you can rattle it all you want, but it don't gotta rattle. That's impossible. I've been putting all my change in there. Every time I get home, it's the first thing I do. I know, honey. It's the same for me. I walk in, put my hat on the hat rack, put my coat on the coat rack, I give my revolver to the neighbor kid, and then I put all the loose change in the piggy bank. It's my routine. And it's still empty? I know. I, I can't believe it either. I feel like I'm going crazy. I know I put it in there. Every day I do it, and every day it's empty. Well, money doesn't just up and leave, George. No, but it does get taken. By whom? Well, that's why I'm inquiring. If it's not you... And it's not me. It's got to be somebody. A burglar? Burglars don't go after piggy banks. And if they did, they'd just take the whole thing. Well, what could it be, then? I don't know. It, it's unusual, that's certain. I'll drop a dime in for good luck, but I can't imagine it'll amount to much. Listen, Marjorie. It's empty again. You hear that? I don't hear anything. We've been over this. But I just put a coin in. 
Not even the littlest rattle. Nothing. Not a thing. It just vanished? Well, it didn't multiply. You're scaring me, George. Well, maybe you should be scared. I don't even know what's going on. Oh, I don't know what to do, George. You love that piggy bank so. It's times like this I remember what Dad used to say. Don't trust Grandpa. Would you quit it with the sayings? It's always, don't trust this guy. Don't eat that. Don't give the neighbor kid your revolver. Don't, 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 don't. That's all I ever hear out of you. Well, here's a new saying for you. Don't stop me. George, where are you going? I'm off to get a bunch of change. I'll be back, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Here's your gun back, mister. Thanks, kid. Uh, nice shot, by the way. Gee, thanks, mister. Say, kid, you wouldn't happen to have any coins on you, would you? I think I got a nickel, mister. Give it here. And thank you. Anything else? Even vaguely coin-shaped? No, just enough fifties to buy a car with. Don't you want them, mister? No, kid. Go buy yourself two bikes. Ah, Mr. Mountbatten, here for the milk. No, clerk. Uh, I just need some change. Here, I'll take uh, about... Uh, I'll take about... Uh, how much can this paycheck get me? No, this paycheck? About $10 worth. How much coins is that? Wow! Yeah, that'll do. Okay, Georgie boy, you got 10 bucks in loose change. You're going back to the house. You're going to put your coat on the coat rack. You're going to take your change out of your pocket. You're going to put the change from your pocket, 10 bucks worth of change, that is, in your pocket, and you're going to put it in the piggy bank. The piggy bank will then have 10 bucks worth of loose change in it. That is the way it works in the real world. That is the way it is going to work in your house. There's some loose change, fella. No, I got to prove a point. Have a blessed day, sir. I'll bless your day if you don't quit talking to me. My apologies, sir. No, they're my apologies now. If I could stick them in that bank, I would. Par pardon me? Whatever, stop talking. Oh, George, you're back. Whatever. Where's the piggy bank at? Where it's always been, right near the... Enough talk. I've got the coins to stuff in it. There's no need to be short with me, George. Marjorie, I've got no idea how much we've already lost to this damn thing, but I'm not going to just sit by and let it keep happening. Sorry, Marge. You're right, but I just don't get it. It's fine, George. Please remember, it's just a piggy bank, and it's just a couple of coins. It isn't such a big deal. It is, Marge. It is. It's not every day something like this happens. Well, for us, I guess it is. For now, anyway. But really think hard, dig deep down, and ask yourself, what could be going on here? Well, I've been thinking, and you're right. I can't imagine what's going on. I just don't want you to get so caught up on it, is all. Well, then, what am I supposed to get caught up on? Why, anything else, George. Think about all the other things going on. Read the paper, or listen to the radio. I could watch the TV, if we could afford one. Well, there you go, bringing it all back round to the money. Well, that's what this is all about, isn't it? 
That's what we have to do all this saving. That's why we got this piggy bank, and that's why I've been applying for all these new jobs. Well, George... Marge, what is it now? About that job. <sighs> there was a call while you were out. I'll take it from your tone. I didn't get it. Well, no, darling, you didn't. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I didn't really have a chance, did I? I'm sure you did. Maybe you still do. I bet a new, better position will open up real soon. Marjorie, that's the fourth rejection this week. Lots of people get rejections, George. It's not your fault. There's going to be an opening sometime. Why, two of those letters said you were fit, and that... They were not seeking applicants at this time. I read them, Marge. I read them. That's business speak for scram. Beat it. Forget about it. So long, loser. Get a haircut, you lousy bum. Hit the road, Robert Moses. Get up. I get it, George, but there's still hope. Like what? Well, that old man in the lighthouse is sure to die sometime soon. And I'm sure they'll send a man into space once they run out of monkeys. They'll just send dogs, Marge. I gotta bring home the bacon, feel like a real man, not some lousy workshop automaton who feeds on oil bacon. They don't even make that. Would, would you need a robot pig? Sure, bacon's greasy, but oil bacon? That's ridiculous. And another thing... George, you're just ranting about nothing at this point. You're going crazy. Oh, now I'm crazy, eh? Well, why don't you give me some credit? Try paying for groceries with real estate board game money and IOUs and let me see who the world thinks is crazy. Well, fine. Maybe I will. I've got to go to the shop anyway. You just sit here and spiral into madness, and hopefully by the time I get back, it doesn't end in grand climax followed by a denouement. You know I didn't go to college. Denouement? More like... Dame... Now... Get... Get out of the house! My mind is already in the ham aisle. By the way, we're having ham tonight. Well, look at little miss bigger picture after go do whatever. That just leaves you and me, Porky. You and your uppity driving goggles looking down on me a penniless nothing. I bet you've never had trouble finding a job, eh, piggy? The world always needs banks. But sewer, plumber, carpenter, general contractors, well, that's all dried up now. Well, I may not have any of that fancy book learning, but I'm getting to the bottom of this. I said I was, and I meant it. Hours passed. Marjorie hadn't come back from the store. Maybe she didn't even go. She probably just went off to spend the night at her mother's house. Or Uncle Luigi's. That might have torn me up on some other night, but not tonight. I had to focus. One ambition. I was transfixed by a little porcelain pig with driving goggles. They say when the devil comes, he won't look like the devil. My God, were they right. It started with my paycheck. Quarter after quarter. After quarter. Then a dime. Then I checked every nook and cranny of the house, looking for any scrap of loose change all lost to that little monster. I couldn't wrap my head around it. Part of me went mad. I genuinely believed this little inanimate pig could possibly be actually eating them. Every coin I dropped in, a new feast for this strange creature. I stopped myself. I knew that I was crazy. I ran out of change, but I knew where to get more. 
one quick trip to the bank, I asked for everything we had, all of it, in quarters. Then I started back home, and again the process began. Drop, clink, shake, nothing. Drop, clink, shake, nothing. No matter how much I put in it, there was nothing. I headed down to the local fountain, but a lifeguard stopped me before I could scrounge out the bottom of it. Then it was just me and this bank. I didn't have anything left to give it. I slumped to the floor on the other side of the hall and stared deep into the painted-on, slightly reflective eyes of this little pig. In that reflection, the momentary madness slipped away, and in its place, a new, better madness swelled within me. This madness was sanity. It was the world that had gone crazy, and my little glimpse of it came in the form of a lady that goes by the name of Marjorie Mountbatten. I should have seen the signs, every rejection letter, every phone call she would take, not me. I knew I was qualified for one of those jobs. She was keeping them from me. She wanted me to stay a little servant to her and her new piggy guard, always watching over, always, always putting me down, always making me feel like nothing. Now all the pieces fit together, just in time for me to hear the car roll up the driveway. In just a second now, Marjorie and all the demons she walks with are going to come through that door. This time, though, I'm not going to fall for it. This time, I'm going to be the one who's looking down on somebody. Hello, Marjorie. George, I saw the door was ajar. What's wrong? Have you been out? I was earlier. Oh, good. I'm glad you were able to get out of the house. I thought you'd go crazy if you just sat in here with that pig all evening. Interesting sentence structure there, uh, Lady Macbeth. What? Oh, what? You're not making sense. The lady doth protest too much, methinks. That's Hamlet. What's going on, George? You're scaring me. I'm the one who should be scared, Marjorie. I'm the one on the receiving end of your mad plot. Plot? I don't know what you're talking about. George, this isn't about the stupid... No, it's not about that stupid piggy bank. It's about you and the genius scheme you cooked up. And that bank plays a big part in it, so yes, it is about the piggy bank. George, please! All the pieces were there. You keeping me down, telling me about all those rejection letters. Letters I never saw, mind you. I showed them to you. Phone calls I was always out of the house for. They call while you're at work. And why might that be? You work during normal business hours. How convenient for those businesses and for you. But convenience isn't on my mind. It's conspiracy, Marjorie. Conspiracy, Marjorie? Yeah, exactly. I was sitting here all afternoon putting coin after coin into that little bank of yours. Oh, George, it's driven you mad! All the change in my pockets, my whole paycheck, all the coins in the couch, and then all our savings. I even put nearly a thousand dollars in quarters you've been hiding behind the bureau where we keep the piggy bank on, and every one of them disappeared. George, you calm down now or I'm calling the police! I just sat there, staring at that piggy bank, and then all of a sudden it came to me. Marge, do you know what you get if you put one and one together? Two? Two! Exactly! You did it! You were behind all of this! Out to make me look like some kind of a fool! George, think for a moment about what you're saying! 
I should have suspected you from the start. All you do is take. You even took my name on our wedding day, no less. You keep away from me. I don't know what's come over you. Betrayed by my own wife. Hey, tu brute. George, you're all out of Shakespeare. What are you doing? No, George. I thought you left your revolver with the neighbor, kid. Put it down! Put it down, George! Ah, Detective De Dumas, you finally made it. Sorry I'm late, Officer Resolution. Will Detective uh, Epilogue be here? A little while from now, sure. This looks like a closed case. Yeah, the lock's busted. It's my favorite traveling bag. Anyway, what do you think of this murder? Well, uh, order to be determined, it could be a suicide murder. Yeah, it looks like this fella here shot the wife and then slipped on to a bunch of bullets himself. Huh. Third case of bullets slipping this week. Yeah, they should really make them square. That wouldn't solve anything, especially this case. What could have possibly driven them to this? We've got nothing, sir. Just this piggy bank. Some piggy bank? It hasn't even got a stopper in it. The coins would fall right out the bottom. Huh. That would explain the nearly thousand dollars and quarters we found behind the desk it was on. That's a bureau. Ah, Bureau of Investigation. Federal, that is. And over there, that's an ottoman. We'll be the ones to put the cork in this case. Your local boys didn't get their prints all over the place, did they? Nah, just took some pictures and played with chalk. Anyhow, I've got to get home to my son, Finn. Well, dear listeners, how about that, eh? I bet you were sitting at home, wrapped up in your favorite quilt, thinking to yourself... Oh, I didn't see that coming. Perhaps turning to a loved one to ask, Did you? And with that loved one responding, A little bit, but no. And that's how we do it on the slanted hallway. The Mountbatten's in our world might have been a frugal bunch. Their tireless efforts to save may have rewarded them handsomely. They had forgotten, though, that they had just made an account with the first bank of the slanted hallway. You know, listeners, it's one of the largest... Misfortune. Five hundred companies. Misfortune. Well, dear listeners, I hope you'll join us next week where every dog has his day. By which I, of course, mean that a man switches his brain with a dog. But you don't find that out until the very end. You just wonder the whole time why he's being mistreated and ignored, and then the whole thing is a social commentary on why it's important to tip, and tip well. But that will have to wait until next week. You'll hear more from us soon, listener, perhaps sooner than you'd previously imagined. We have been rescheduled from our regular time slot to 8 p.m. So, sorry if you're just tuning in now. This is the end of the show. <laughs>